Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Food Bites with Sarah Patterson podcast. Oh. My name is Kevin Hillier, and hang on, I'm just uh-huh. I'm, I'm polishing the magic mirror now. You're, Safety chief, Kevin, rev up your engine. You reckon Skippy was annoying? Wait till I start playing with the magic mirror. <laughs> um, uh, because, and the reason I'm playing with the magic mirror is because our guest today on Food mm-hmm. Bites takes us right back to our childhood. Mm. Uh, and it's Miss Helena from Romper Room, Helena Bailey. Did you get seen in the magic mirror? Okay, I'm going to be one of those people that she really <laughs> gets serious with. Um, I cannot ever remember in the times I watched it, and I was too old to watch it as a kid. I was watching it through the eyes of uh, my oldest child. Um, uh, I never remember Kevin being mentioned. Mm. Sarah got a few Guernseys. Well, and, and Brian Mannix. I mean, it's who a does very a, common name. Brian Mannix, who does another podcast with me, and we spoke to <laughs> Helena on that one. He reckoned Brian never got mentioned. I said, You've got to <laughs> be kidding. You did, Brian. Brian. It's like, uh, yeah. How exciting to have Miss Helena on our podcast. It's going to be terrific. Um, <laughs> the galloping gutsometer meets the galloping uh, TV host. Yes, two worlds collide. <laughs> In more ways than one. As you will find out, because there's things about Miss Helena you're going to find out in this little chat we've had with her that will blow your mind. You never would have realised in your wildest dreams. Nope. Something, some some people you just look at and you go, I reckon you'd be, and then you talk to them and it's, my God, that surprised me. I tell you what, she's an excellent cook though. Yeah. I'd love to go to her place. Yes. Going to find out all about that a little later on in the Food Bites podcast. But let me talk to you about cheese links. Speaking of food. Yes. And cheese is one of the great loves of everybody's life if you have any taste buds whatsoever. Oh, Justine Schofield said that just the other week. She and said, I'm a cheese girl. I exactly. love cheese. Exactly. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, because you can make your own. It's not like you have to worry about mm. anybody else's. You can actually make your own. You can do all sorts of wonderful cheeses from, from beginner mm. right through Work your way up to a halloumi yeah. like I did. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm an excellent halloumi maker. And there's one telephone <laughs> number that you need to remember if you want to do all this. It's 52821984. Workshops are happening again. Again, uh, the COVID restrictions are allowing that to happen, so that's good news. So dial that number, 03-5282-1984, cheeselinks.com.au. Or I get in touch with Janet for a gift voucher, perhaps, or order a yoghurt maker. Great thing to have in your kitchen. Those gift vouchers, great well, idea and can be used, obviously, any time. It's uh, a very original gift idea. It is. It is, very much so. 52821984. Okay, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's polish the mirror up here because I, I can see you, Sarah, and I can see you're very excited about our guest today because I know I am. It's Miss Helena. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Welcome to mm-hmm. Food Bites, uh, Miss Helena. I must, I must say, uh, are you always in the kitchen? We know you're always in the classroom, but <laughs> are you always in the kitchen? Look, I, I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. My grandchildren love my cooking. Everywhere. Yes, but they, they keep wanting the same old things, you know. Can you do that brown stuff? And when the kids, uh, the grandchildren were little, 
brown. I thought, what's brown stuff? <laughs> it turned out to be my uh, crumb chicken. Oh. And so, but they're still age 16 and 18 asking for brown stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what brown stuff was. I thought maybe a bolognese or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I was a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, put out by being it called, it's being called uh, brown stuff. But there we go. They all love it. <laughs> so I guess I'm one of those cooks that. Um, uh, does uh, ordinary things quite well, you know. <laughs> Would you say you have <laughs> a, a signature that, dish? Oh, look, I do. Uh, you know, I have a few. I have a few. Um, I'm well known for my Thanksgiving dinners mm-hmm. where I go all out with the turkey and uh, wonderful pistachio, uh, shallot and uh, lemon thyme uh, stuffing and, you know, the sides that you have for Thanksgiving and pumpkin pie, pecan pie, all of those things, they turn up every year around about Thanksgiving, but uh, not on Thanksgiving Day, just when we feel like, hey, let's have a Thanksgiving dinner. People love my bread and butter pudding, which oh. has raspberries in it, oh. and uh, it's just and, – and I turn everything into a bread and butter pudding. You know how you get panettones at Christmas time? Yes. And you're not quite sure what to do with them, uh, and they're quite dry, I find. It's all right if they're washed down with a lovely bubble bubble or something. <laughs> but uh, I turn those into bread and butter puddings as well. And so if somebody gives me a dry old bit of um, <laughs> cake or whatever, that's a lovely uh, bread and butter pudding. Isn't that um, wonderful? I don't know. You know, I, I sort of try to celebrate Pancake Tuesday and I make good um, butter buttermilk pancakes. Uh, they seem to come back. Uh, for those. Uh, everyone loves my passion fruit mallow slice, which has white marshmallows in it, and passion fruit and, and thickened cream. You know, you can't go wrong with that, can you? Oh, you must <laughs> be the coolest grandmother on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was lucky enough to do a, a cooking course at Ballymaloo Cooking School in Ireland, in uh, West Cork. And uh, I did. Uh, we did uh, apple crumble tart. Well, I can barely read the recipe now. They come back for that. It has a wonderful pastry, but it's just you know flour and butter and and uh, a bit of caster sugar and a beaten egg. It's, there's there's nothing new about the pastry, but the crumble part is quite beautiful with with um, apples. And it's coming around that time, isn't it? So they'll be asking for my apple crumble tart from Ballymaloo House. What else? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Well, I've what got a question. Helena, I've got a question. How did you finish up doing a cooking school in uh, in Ireland? How did that happen? Well, um, Mike and I went to Ireland and it was something that uh, I'd always wanted to do. And uh, the Alan uh, over there and Rachel Allen now, she's, she's on um, SBS uh, sometimes. And I, I'd heard about it. And I know a lot of Irish people, you know, Irish five generations ago, or a bit, a bit of me is anyway. We went over there and we booked into Ballymaloo Place and uh, House and uh, they had a, a day cooking course. And I thought, that's me. So Mike went to the brewery. Uh, while I did the cooking course. So it was pretty even seasons, yes. Works out well. <laughs> Helena, where do we find you these days? Where do you find me? Yeah. Well, I, I live in Sydney. I'm a uh, celebrant, uh, so I guess you'll find me there on the website. And uh, I'm involved in, in charities, etc. So what else do I do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do pretty you, much that. Do you find people still after all this time just want to talk to you about Romperoo? Yeah, they do. You know, I signed up for a six weeks challenge uh, with the local fitness club 
And my um, uh, um, mentor there, she, she hadn't been on Romper Room with me, but she wants to talk about it all the time. And that's lovely. That's my that's my legacy, I think. Not a lot of money, but there was a, a beautiful legacy left. And if I go to a coffee shop, I'm off, I often get a, a free coffee and things like that. And you never saw me in the magic mirror. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah. an old chestnut. Yeah. yeah. You actually <laughs> married a couple of people who were on the show with you, didn't you? Yes, I have done that. Yeah, just recently too. Yeah, so that's nice. Yeah, there was there was a bit of a roller coaster ride during the romper room days. I mean, it was filmed as if it was a live show, wasn't it? So everything that it happened, was. you had to just yeah. uh, keep that smile plastered on your face and keep going. Absolutely, and you know, go to the other side of the set. Yes, and uh, if there are any little messes to be cleaned up, just ignore them. <laughs> keep going, keep romping, and uh, we'll fix it up. You know, we'll tidy it up because uh, time was of the essence, and it was a children's show, so they didn't get a great deal deal of credence, as you might imagine. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we did it as it was a, as a live show. Yes, that that is true. But you know, we didn't have too many problems with that, not too many problems at all. And it was fun and it was slick and it was fast and uh, etc. And the children like, they don't like long waits between um, segments. So that was part of it, I guess. And the crew were quite naughty, weren't they? <laughs> oh, they were naughty and I loved them and I, and you know, I still hear from them and yes, they, they were wonderful because it was a training ground for uh, cameramen, uh, for all the crew, you know, the yeah. sound and, and directors, they, probably the first time they directed a show it would be Romper Room at Channel 7 and uh, so, it, you know, we were all in it together we were a team and uh, it was fun and they wanted to they wanted to enjoy it, we all want to enjoy our uh, day at work and uh, yes, they could be naughty, I'm not sure that they'd be allowed to be naughty now but there you go <laughs> Naughty <laughs> Times is, are different <laughs> I understand uh, even going to the extent of maybe popping something in that uh, innocent glass of oh, milk yeah. Occasionally, just a tipple or two, just a tipple or two. Yes, yes. It was never Bailey's, though, you know. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm fond of the little Bailey's. I make a wonderful Bailey's ice cream. That, that seems to go down well with people. Uh, and Bailey's on ice is nice, isn't it? Oh, but yeah. no, nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> a Bailey's ice cream. Hang on, uh, backtrack to that, uh, Helena. What, what, <laughs> what, what do you attention. What do you do with that? Oh well, what do I do with it? Well. Yeah. It has egg yolks and sugar, and you whisk those, and uh, uh, you know about 250 mils, I think it is, of uh, hot milk, and 250 mils of cream, and you warm that up, and you put a vanilla, um, a bit of vanilla in there. You can use a vanilla pod and let just let it steep for a while, and uh, just make sure that it's not too hot when you whisk it into the eggs and the sugar, and 60 mils about. Oh, I don't know, you know, a bit of a bit of a nip here and there of the Bailey's Irish cream. <laughs> and some for the cook, <laughs> I'm yes. Those, I'm one of those cooks that, uh, yes, that, that I don't like exact me- measurements. I'm, I'm not into that. And I suppose that's why I love Jamie and I love Nigella because, you know, it's what you've got and what you can make with it. And yep. uh, But anyway, you so you, you um, uh, beat those around and uh, t- take it from the heat, add the liqueur, and uh, I always strain it. Uh, just in case with eggs and stuff like that, and just put it in your freezer, you know. Um, beat it for every, well, for about 10 minutes, I oh, suppose. Oh, ha- happy and, days. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is nice. <laughs> it's nice. And you can scoop 
it out and you can put it into cones or whatever. But I don't give the grandsons. I was about to say, can we have more of the brown ice cream, please, Grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Are you a sweet tooth yourself, Helena? I mean, you you obviously cook a lot of beautiful, sweet things. I used to be, but, you know, I think as you get older, you're more careful, aren't you? And you limit your sugar and you up your veggies and (laughs) and all of that. And and especially when you have a family, you've got to try to uh, keep them, um, you know, well-nourished, etc. But for treats and things, yes, I don't don't mind uh, a little bit of sweetness here and there. What about coffee? Are you a coffee or a tea drinker? Look, I think I'm more tea, but I love a proper cup of coffee. Uh, I got into awful trouble in in a lift at my local um, Westfield, there was a guy, it was Mother's Day and uh, a couple of years ago, and he was looking at this, had his catalogue, and, and I said, oh, you're buying for Mother's Day. He said, yes. He said, what do you think about this? Well, it was an $800 coffee machine. <laughs> and I thought, if somebody gives me an $800 coffee machine, you know, we've downsized and whatever, uh, I said, well, why not take her out for $800 <laughs> worth of coffee, you know, and let, some, let somebody else make it for her, spoil her, you know. Uh, and he was absolutely, oh, he was filthy. Yes, he didn't like that. I think he thought he was doing something wonderful, but I don't want a coffee machine. I love to go out and I love to have a cappuccino and uh, enjoy it, but uh, I don't do it at home. I, I'm more of a tea drinker at home. I think that's a wonderful idea. We yeah. gave my mother a coffee machine for Christmas oh. and she never used it. She said, I'm so sorry. I, I prefer my 43 Bean Nescafe, so she likes the instant. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love Makona. You know, I, I like a Makona at home and something special when I go out. My friend who's at, just turned 80, her children gave her a very swish um, stick vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. and expensive as well, and uh, she was not delighted. <laughs> uh, why not six months of a cleaner coming in, you know, at 80 years of age, surely? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we've just talked about uh, Bailey's extensively. Do you like um, an alcoholic uh, tipple and, and what's your preference? I've been known to have a tipple or two, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, coming up winter, if I get a a cold or whatever, I'll have a little hot toddy. And that comes from my mother, I guess. You know, she warmed up a little bit of brandy and added a little sugar and some hot water. And, and that, that did me a lot of good. And it still does me a lot of good. But, you know, I love a gin and ginger beer. I love that mm-hmm. with a twist of lime. I love brandy and ginger ale. I mean, these are treat things. It's not something I have every day. No. And, of course, who doesn't love a Prosecco or some bubbles or something oh, like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. As far as teas, I love peppermint tea. I like Irish tea. Um, I work in the Irish shop on a Friday and uh, I do a jig about and, you know, they, they, we have um, – <laughs> What's that the Irish version of Come With Us and Gallop? <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. And I meet some crazy people and enjoy it and, and uh, furnish all the, the orders, etc., and have fun. A friend of mine owns it and I, uh, in between jobs 35 years ago, I, I worked uh, there for six months and he said, will you come back? I said, oh, okay. And I said, but I don't feel like it. I won't come. He said, okay. So I've been there about two years now. So right. um, that's a bit of fun. Helena, yeah. how long did the romper room stint that you had last? Uh, nearly nine years I was there, you know, uh, more than 2,000 shows. And uh, wow. and so that equates to a lot of children. Yeah. And, uh, I was a teacher before that, of course. Yep. And uh 
when I left uh, Romparoom, I really missed the children. I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I missed them. I do love Did you miss the television or did you just miss the children? Both, of course, because it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was an extension of teaching, of course, but uh, uh, it, it was a fun atmosphere and it was two days a week. Uh, whereas, you know, I was teaching five days a week. So that worked well with my young children at the time. So, um, I, no, I, I had a wonderful time. You did say that one of the questions you're most often asked these days is uh, people saying, you never said my name in the magic mirror. What's yeah. your response when people say that? Oh, well, I, I, I say something like, oh, look, I just didn't uh, see you. I said, you now you've got your – they asked me if I no- re- recognise them. And I said, oh, no, you've got your big teeth now, you know, as if I would. <laughs> or I'll say, you must have been hiding that day or maybe you were doing – you were busy that day or whatever. Maybe mummy took – that's the day your mummy took you to the park. Or I, oh, I can be nasty and say, well, why would I, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alinda, if you were to host a, a, a party, a, a dinner party at your house, you and Mike, and, mm. uh, and you could have anybody you like, anyone you can invite, uh, dead or alive, uh, the, the, the ultimate fantasy dinner party, who would you invite? Oh, yes. Who would I invite? In, invite? Let me just see. Look, I, I love music and, there, and, I, and I love uh, watching um, cooking shows and stuff like that. I'd have to have Leonard Cohen. I'd have to have him. And he'd be a bit Love depressing. <laughs> and all people say that, but have they really listened to his latest albums and things? Yeah, and no, that's When what... he's been on tour in, in Ireland and all of that. It's just the best, best music. I have to play my music. I have to have a CD in my car and play the music that I like because I'm not allowed in the house. They say, oh, for goodness sake. And anyone who's in my car cannot change the music, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's my domain, Mm. yes. So I adored uh, Leonard Cohen and I almost ran into him. I was in town and we're in a big hotel having high tea and uh, my friend and I, we needed to go to the bathroom and we're walking around to it and, and just thinking, oh gosh, wouldn't it be lovely to go to the concert and that sort of thing. Anyway, I came around sort of a, a corner and Leonard Cohen was coming up the stairs. He was two inches away from me. And so that was my brush with Leonard. Oh, wow. And um, yes, yes. And I think I instantly fell in love. I, I just love him. And he would sing Hallelujah to me because, oh, yeah. I mean, he wrote it. Yeah. And his version is the best, I think. But uh, and I'd, t- I'd have that Daryl Braithwaite there just to look at him, oh. and he could sing as well. The horses, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, Willie Nelson. I saw him in um, Vegas, and uh, he could bring his Stardust album along. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain and all of that. And Tina Turner, of course, she's my top third. Okay. Um, have to have Tina. I'd love to come back as Tina, <laughs> and I'd like to borrow her leather skirt. I think I'd love that. And uh, best. Simply the best legs in the business, I yeah, think, true. and I, I love Tina. Love her, love her, love her. And throw in a little bit of something from the mind. I'd have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, in the mm-hmm. – have you seen the movie, In the Matter of Sex? No, but she's just a brilliant female judge and did so much for, for women. Yep. Uh, and, uh, of course, I would have to have my uh, – a uh, big crush ACDC. Oh. You know, I, I've still got, I've still got ACDC stuff. And so I, hang on, I, you, I and I've got to ask you: the Bon Scott ACDC or you the Brian Johnson ACDC? Both. I've oh, got to okay. Say both. 
Yeah, but I love Bon Scott. I loved him playing the um, <laughs> the pipes and all of that. And and once again, you know, I cleared the room. Um, with uh, my music and uh, that my, my see at the time in the 80s when they were uh, at their peak my sons were pl- learning to play guitars and uh, drums and all of that and they were very they introduced me to ACD oh wow well they moved on but I didn't you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to gather them around oh I tell you who else I'd have I'd have Trent Dawson who wrote Boy Swallows Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read that book? He talks about me as the gentle Miss Helena. It's around about page 160 or something like that. I I gave a a copy to each of my children, but I know that they haven't taken too much notice of it. Hey, that's pretty cool that you've been mentioned in that book. I know, (laughs) the gentle Miss Helena. And uh, if you know me, you know I'm not so gentle these days, but (laughs) there you go. It's in print. Yeah. You're a headbanger. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> I've got this visual of Miss Helena in the lounge room headbanging to ACDC. What a revelation. No, in the car. In the car. In yeah. the car. I'm, yeah. see, I'm, I'm seeing very loud. Bill and Ted's big adventure, but I'm seeing you in there <laughs> do, doing Bohemian Rhapsody and, and, uh, and ACDC songs. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's me. And uh, a friend of mine was in Master's Apprentices and, uh, you know, whatever you want, want, want. I love all of that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I have a strange um, taste in music. I suppose I like lots of music. You know, I listen to the the, the concertos and all of that because I, I did go to the um, uh, I got a scholarship to the Con uh, Conservatorium here to do high school music in English, and so I studied the classics and I love the classics. But I love all types of music. When we went to New Orleans, Zydeco was in every shop. Oh, yeah. And uh, you couldn't stop your feet from moving, you know, or sh- your shoulders going and whatever. I love Muddy Waters. I love 12-bar blues. Um, yeah, I like haunting stuff. I li- yeah, so, yeah, eclectic um, music um, person I am. Yeah, absolutely. And love it, love it all, yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. you talk about the classics, you're talking about it's a long way to the shop if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Love that song, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. I'll, I think I'll have Highway to Hill at my funeral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you should see the look on Kevin's face. You've absolutely floored him. Oh, I think uh, uh, that, that would be the Highway to Hell at your funeral. Oh, that is that is the that is the classic. That is absolutely classic. Well, at the at the wake anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Do you think there'll be any of them left to come and do it? I don't know. Yeah. There's still a few of them around. They're still they're still they're putting mm. albums out the old ACDC. I've, I've got a few people lined up to make sure that it's at least at the wake. You know. Yep. Anthony from the Wiggles, uh, he's going to make sure that um, Highway to Hill somewhere having. So we chat about music and stuff like that, and not only that, you know, the cockroaches—they uh, were—they were big in the eighties oh, when yeah. my mm. children were uh, at school, and one of them actually taught uh, my son religion. And uh, I'm not sure how well that went, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a link there anyway. Oh, good. Mm. Oh, terrific. Hey, uh, yeah. w- w- we normally finish off by asking you for a kitchen tip of some description. Have you got a, a, a tip, either a cooking tip or a, a tip for around the kitchen? Oh, just do your best and, you know, <laughs> fake it till you make it. That's what I think, you know. <laughs> 
and keep trying and just, you know, just take try to carry it off with confidence. Um, oh, I don't know what I do that's any different. Uh, I, I, I don't have a lot of, um, you know, whiz-bang things in the kitchen. Uh, and I just, just use a good sharp knife and, and chop and whatever and, uh, I don't even have a lot of spoons or, or implements like that, you know. I just, uh, I guess, I guess it's I, because of my mother, you know, who I was born in 1947, just after the war, and uh, my mother wasn't a fantastic cook at all. And and uh, but I remember before Dad went into hotels, uh, I remember her just making do with with whatever was there. Yeah. And I guess that rubbed off on me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And and in fact, anyone can cook if they can read a recipe and if they want to and if they're hungry enough. Yep. So get in there and do it. Yeah. And and look, if you've got a family, they've got to be fed, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're going to be hungry yep. no matter what. Yeah. So you might as well enjoy it. And I do. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on our program. We've really loved having yes. a chat to you and uh, keep the brown stuff coming and uh, the grandkids will be happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thank you both. Thank you so very, very much. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Bye now. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au I'm sorry. No. I've just got ACDC. It's just blown my tiny mind. <laughs> ACDC is going through my head to million miles now, and I am seeing, as I said, I'm seeing Miss Helena. Helena head banging yeah. in her lounge room. <laughs> when she says her music clears the room, I mean, how how loud are we talking? Imagine some poor bugger in the middle of, you know, the Darling Harbour or something, and they pull up at the lights and they look beside him, and he's, he's that's me. But you hear the. <laughs> what about somebody complaining about the music? One of the neighbours. <laughs> uh, constabulary rolls up and uh, says, yes, can I help you, gentlemen? <laughs> yes, a great a great character. And, uh, oh, ter- that was wonderful. Yeah, terrific to have her on the program. And what a lovely uh, explanation as to why some kids, um, you know, yeah. she saw everybody in yep. the magic mirror. Yep. Some maybe just weren't smiling enough. It's hard to see if you haven't got a big exactly smile plastered right. on your face. All right. Well, this will put a smile on your face. It is time for... The Friday food pile. We've gone sweet because uh, we've gone savoury the last couple of weeks. A Mars bar versus a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. I was okay. Snickers, which, Snickers. Which would you be going for? I go Snickers because my theory would be the um, the saltiness of the peanuts would cut through the sweetness of the chocolate and um, just offers a bit of texture. So for me, um, it's a no-brainer. It's a Snickers. Okay. I will say my vote changed after reading what everyone had to say. Okay. So All right. I'll, we start I'll tell off. You at the end. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I'm yellow. Yes. <laughs> Matt says Snickers. Pradeep says Mars Bar. Joanna Griggs, Mars Bar. Sue says Mars definitely, but I wish you could still get whips. I remember whips. I know. Uh, they were just an oversized Milky Way and always oh, her favourite. Okay. Yeah, I remember yep. those. Okay. Leonie says both, but Snickers is my go-to, so Snickers it is. Artie says I'm a Snickers fan, but then I have a weakness for peanuts, <laughs> hence my family. Whoops. Oh. Jackie, however, is of the other mind, that's uh, Artie's wife, and likes the Ballarat product. Yes. For her, a Mars a day helps you work, rest and play havoc with the hubby. And Artie will be appearing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival <laughs> all week. Good on you, Mars factory, that is in Ballarat, yeah. Jo- yes, it is. Uh, hence the stadium called Mars up there. Oh. Joe says, Snickers, Mars are too sweet. The saltiness of the peanuts is a nice balance. Tony Bennett says... <laughs> oh, Tony, I'm sorry in advance. He says, Mars all day long. By the time. No, no, no. Oh. He says, Mars, I'm doing this seriously, oh. Mars... 
all day long. Now, I'm not sure if that means all night long. <laughs> hey, yeah, I knew, I was I knew you couldn't somewhere. help yourself. Glenn Rodder says, Mars Pato for me. Yamalina says, tough choice, but Mars by a millimetre. Rachel says both. Sue says Snickers for me. Lisa says Mars. Karen, oh, I don't eat either, so I'll go the Mars. Deb Murphy says neither. Terry Daniel, it is chocolate, so both. Mm. Michelle says difficult choice. Can I say both? Yeah, Mm. you can. Uh, Jeff says Mars all the way. Now, I want you to explain Wayne has two posts. The first one was his 4am finish and uh, his experiment in the name of science. Yeah, so he actually went out and uh, bought a a Mars bar and a Snickers bar, put them side by side to actually do a a scientific (laughs) experiment. Exactly right. So he's working till late, needed something to get him through, the choice of the two. Bang, off you go. Yeah. And after having done that experiment. Lots of credibility then. Wayne says, okay. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, Wayne says, this is a tough one. Eight-year-old me would have said Mars bar 100%. However, Mm. things change. I did Mm. some scientific research, as we just mentioned, and I'm now on the side of the Snickers. My first Mars bar in 10 years or so nearly caused me to go into a diabetic coma and I was very close to going off sick from work after eating it. It's stupidly sweet. Mm. I now find it to be a strange and weird sugar-laden slab of tacky grossness. (laughs) Come right out and say what you feel. It saddens me that as Murray Walker, who's a lifelong hero of mine, was part of the advertising team that came up with the Amaz a Day Helps You Work, Rest and Play play. slogan. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, The Snickers is much nicer to my now more mature palate. Mm. The bottom layer of the bar is a little less sweet and the top contains the absolute wonder that is... Peanuts. Peanuts are awesome. They are tasty, crunchy wonders of nature, second only to the corn kernel mm. in their ability to survive. Hang on. <laughs> in their ability to survive the digestic tract almost totally unharmed. <sighs> think about true. that. Just think about that for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's right. It is, when you have colonic yes, irrigation. It oh, is okay. just awesomeness. Uh, plus, uh, there's the unmentionable log of the all laden patheticness that is mm. deep fried Mars bars. <laughs> He tried one once, but it was traumatic. It was just a piece of batter and a particularly sweet and sunny, runny turd in the middle. Oh. Don't know whether there's enough alcohol in the world to warp anyone's mind to come up with something so horrible. So the vote from Wayne is for the mighty Snickers Long May It Rain. Oh, Wayne. How and I thought about it, and my first reaction would have been exactly the same as Wayne's. Mars. Snickers, no, not really. Um, Snickers always look like a cheap one to me. Mars, yeah, go the Mars. But then when you think about how sweet and how mm, the Mars makes your mouth feel. Well, I see, I disagree totally. I would have gone Snickers well, all I'm, the way. I've changed my mind. A couple I'm going of Snickers. things that Wayne revealed there I had no idea about. Murray Walker did, no, was behind that. that campaign. Good on him. Mars a day helps you work, work, rest and play. And now Tony Bennett will sing that for oh. it. No. <laughs> Mars 50%, Snickers 30%, both 20%. Right, so it wasn't terribly close. No, Mars actually, uh, yeah, was the one that everyone goes to. Uh, I reckon surprises me. I reckon it would be a different outcome if you put the two down, cut them up and had a little piece of each, I reckon you'd but change. do you think it's maybe a difference in the um, in the advertising campaign? So Snickers really satisfies. Mars a day helps you work, rest and play. So if you have a Mars, you can do anything. You're Superman. I think the Mars campaign was very well done. Yeah. I think it was an exceptionally good campaign. Well, it, and it's instantly recognisable, isn't it, the Mars logo? Yep, it is. Uh, and uh, also uh, the, the jingle sticks in your head. You'll have that mm. in your head for a while. Now, the, mm. the, the Snickers campaign wasn't really all that successful. Mm. Didn't work. Uh, the Cheeselings campaign <laughs> is hopefully right? is working.
working. <laughs> Hopefully the Cheeselings campaign is working. The phone's ringing off the hook, but if you can get through, just try to get through now. 03 5282 Just give it a ring now, see if you can get through. Janet will answer the phone and uh, she'll look after you with all the things you need to make your She's own. She's brilliant. Cheeselinks.com.au. Oh, Kevin. Hope you've enjoyed uh, this particular uh, edition of the Food Bites with Sarah Patterson oh, podcast. I sure did. Um, now, there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Come with us and gallop. And, and gallop, gallop. And gallop. Come, come with us and gallop. And gallop on Food Bites today. today. See, it's just a Food Bites. <laughs> oh. no. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.